If your budget caps at $300 to buy an audio interface for podcasting, you cannot afford the luxury to buy something that does not do what you need it to do. This video will help you to avoid this mistake. If you go on the big retailers' website catalogs to look for an audio interface, you'll find that you have anywhere between 250 and 400 different interfaces on the market. But as a podcaster, you would be looking for some specific features, most notably the ability to record remote guests, so the interface needs to have some sort of mixed minus scenario, either built in or easily configurable, which eliminates slapback echo by sending back their own voice to the callers, and you want to record everyone on a separate track to ease up post-production process. Plus, ideally, you would have as many headphone outputs as many mic inputs you have, so that everyone present can get their own headphones without having to split the output. Trouble is that you cannot really filter for these features. If you could do it, you will very quickly end up with 10 to 15 interfaces only, and I'm talking about below $300 still, remember. But even there, there are lots of differences in what they can do and how they can do it, so let's go ahead and rank them in a tier list. For this, I have handpicked for you the interfaces that are best suited for podcasting, or said to be best suited for podcasting, some of them more, some of them less. But again, remember, they are all below $300 or euros, so we will not talk about the Rodecaster Pro or the Rodecaster Pro 2, nor the Tascam Mixcast 4 or the Podtrack P8 and their similarly higher-priced peers. Another criteria was that they should work both on the Mac OS and Windows, because as a podcaster, you really shouldn't be concerned about that. To start, I suggest to set the frame, and for this I will pull the Focusrite Vocaster 2 right into the S tier. The Vocaster 2 came out in 2022, and it is a dedicated podcast recorder interface, which does a lot of things really well, but it's also not without its flaws, so I actually put it to the second place in the S tier, and I will go into great detail on this device later in this video, hang tight. To see also the lower end of the table, I'd select the Mackie MCaster Live, I'd put it in the D tier for two reasons. While it can record a phone conversation with built-in mix minus and has built-in voice effects that are to a certain extent adjustable, it is way overpriced at $149 for a single mic input interface that cannot do multi-track recording, which is the biggest issue I have with it, that is borderline a deer breaker, so all you can really do with it effectively is live streaming, but not recording to separate tracks. On top of that, in Europe, it sells for 200 euros, which is way too much for it. One thing to remember, wherever I place an interface in this tier list, it does not imply by any means that it is a bad interface. It's just that for this specific purpose, others are better, and importantly, I am factoring in their price in deciding where they land. A very good example for this is the Audient ID4 and ID14. They are amazing interfaces at a very fair price in Europe. They are significantly cheaper. The ID4 retails for 139 euros versus 199 dollars in the US, and you can get the ID14 for 211 euros versus 299 in the US. And European prices include the VAT as well. So with their dual headphone outputs, with a software mixer application, they are truly amazing, yet I still place them into the C tier, simply because they are much more suited for musicians. Abate, you certainly can do a USB mix minus with both of them to record remote guests. And with the ID14, you can also set up an analog mix minus using said software mixer. Actually, also considering its price, the ID14 having two analog inputs and four outputs even deserves the B tier. 
Yes. Even though for the second mix minus you will need additional gear, but even with it, it will remain well below the 300 limit that we have set for this tier list. They're awesome, but for podcast recording, there are even better options. Enter the probably best-selling USB audio interface range in the whole wide world, the iconic red Focusrite Scarlett range. For this list, I have picked the 4i4 and the 8i6 third gen, simply because they are still well below 300. And from the 4i4 upwards, you get the USB loopback channel and the very powerful Focusrite control app, with which you can easily create custom routings, so it is very easy to create mix minus setup either for your loopback channel, but also for the analog outputs. I would personally get the 8i6 seven days a week and twice on Sunday, and this is maximum $50 more expensive, but it has the ability to create four custom mixes instead of three in the 4i4, one of which is your own headphone mix. And speaking of headphones, the 8i6 has also two headphone ports matching the two mic inputs out of the box. Hence why I am actually putting it in the A tier, like low A tier. So they can do pretty much the same as the Audient ID4 or 14 out of the box, and some more using some iRig2 adapters, yet as they are slightly more expensive, I have put the 4i4 in the B tier. It is kind of matching the Audient ID14, although the Audient has more gain to offer for those of you with an SM7B. Right behind these comes the Tascam series 102i. I placed it behind the Focusrite 4i4 and the Audient ID14, because even though its companion software is more powerful, most notably it also has onboard voice processing, like EQ or compressor, which otherwise would qualify it for, to a higher tier, but its price doesn't. And it lacks the additional line inputs and outputs that make the Focusrite 4i4 capable of setting up a hardware-based mix minus. Now this next one will cause some storm in the comments, I'm sure. I'm putting the Elgato Wave XLR to D tier or any of the Elgato Wave microphones, which actually act as an audio interface with headphone ports on them. They sound good. Louis worked on these mics. They're relatively cheap, all below 200, but very powerful, especially as they unlock the Wavelink software with its various USB input channels. And you can also get two separate USB output mixes where you can easily create the mix minus for the stream mix. So how do I dare to put it in the D tier, you might ask. But remember, this is a podcasting interface tier list. If it would be a streaming interface tier list, it would do very well, especially for the price. But fact is that however hard I tried, I could not set it up for multi-track recording on the Mac, which pulls it down to the level of the Mac EMCaster Live, only it's cheaper, so actually in front of it. Same applies to the freshly announced Roland Bridgecast, which is essentially a Wave XLR with hardware knobs, but still no multi-track recording. But it is priced at 300 which is way too much for me still being a single mic input interface. So this comes last for me in the D tier. Again, for streaming, it's probably fantastic. For podcasting, it is rather limited though. Next, there are the Yamaha AG03 and AG06 Mark II mixers, which you may have not considered, although fun fact, they do have built-in mix minus for your mobile phones through a TRRS port, and they are quite capable little mixers, but they are still quite expensive and as with all mixers, they do have a learning curve. And also, they cannot do USB mix minus or multi-track USB recording. What they have, however, is built-in voice effects that can be fine-tuned with a mobile app. And you also get the WaveLab cast software from Steinberg, which is really sweet. Still, I would put it ahead of the Mac EM caster, which is just too expensive for what it can do. The Focusrite Vocaster 1 to me is a device that deserves the first place in the A tier. 
It is a single mic input device, but like its bigger brother up in the S tier, it also has built-in mix minus for a mobile device through the TRRS port as well as a USB mix minus through one of its loopbacks. However, unlike the Vocaster 2, it does not have Bluetooth and it still costs 200. Still to me, it cannot go into the S tier if the Vocaster 2 is there already. Watch out for a surprise for the second place in the A tier between this and the Focusrite 8i6. Another mixer that not many consider as an audio interface for podcasting is the Behringer Flow 8. A fantastic device, even though it does not have built-in mix minus, you can easily set it up hardware-based for two phones simultaneously, as creating a mix minus is easy as pulling down a fader in the control app on your mobile device. Yes, it can be controlled from your mobile device via Bluetooth, and the software is really powerful. Also, it has the most inputs and outputs on this list, and best of all, it sends out 10 separate channels via USB for multi-track recording, but you can also put it into streaming mode, sending out only the stereo mix, if that's what you want. It also has what Focusrite calls auto-gain on the Vocaster series, they just call it easy gain. And by the way, they were the first to include this. It is also 280 euros, so not the cheapest, but I could not leave it out. My ultimate recommendation though, if you are looking for the absolute best value for the money, you can't beat the Odeon Evos. I'd put the Evo 4 to the top of the C tier, even though it only has one headphone output, but the powerful software mixer with flexible audio routing and the smart gain function, same thing as the easy gain on the Behringer Flow 8 and the auto gain on the Focusrite Vocaster series, make it an incredible bang for your buck. So much so that while I've put the Evo 4 in C tier, but the Evo 8 having four analog inputs and outputs and thereby the possibility to add hardware mix minus just like with the Focusrite Scarlett interfaces, I put it even into B tier due to its below 200 price, which you otherwise won't find in the B tier, neither the four inputs by the way. Another maybe controversial choice is putting the Personas Revelator series into C tier only. Again, for streaming, they would rank much higher, but for podcasting, I couldn't separate the different loopback inputs to separate channels, at least on the Mac, which means that you cannot record your backing track and your Zoom meeting interview to separate tracks. But what makes it better than the Wave XLR, and therefore also into a higher tier, is that at least I could separate the mic input from the loopback inputs. So that's a tad better. Still not ideal, but I do like the onboard voice processing, the presets, and the fact that you can control it from an iPad 2, just like the Focusrite Scarlett interfaces from the 4i4 upwards, as long as the software is running on your computer too, and they are connected to the same Wi-Fi network. I have left two holes in the top tiers, and I'll start with the A tier. Some of you might be surprised by this, but I am going to put the extremely powerful Road Connect software along with any of the microphones that work with it to the second place in the A tier, and I'll tell you why. All the mics that are compatible with Road Connect are below 300. You can connect up to four of these microphones into the same computer. You also can have two virtual channels, both of them having automatic mix minus setup, so you can add not one, but two remote guests without having to think much about it. It has built-in voice processing for the mics, to different extent for different mics. And the thing that separates it from all the interfaces currently on the table is that it also a recorder. You can just press a big record button and boom, your setup is being recorded. Not only simply recorded, but, and this is also not self-explanatory, unfortunately, as we have seen with the Wavelink software and the Revelator softwares, or the entire D tier, basically, 
with the exception of the Behringer Flow 8, that it can also record in multi-track, so every channel to a separate audio track, which you can then even export at the desired loudness settings, which is also unique amongst all these interfaces, even those that are not yet on the list. If I would start today, I would just get one of these microphones, download Road Connect, and I wouldn't have to think about spending any more money on my podcast rig for a very long time, because unlike many other streaming-focused software, it works just as well on Mac as it does under Windows. The Luit Connect 6 is also a great audio interface with a very powerful software that gives you onboard voice processing, including rare processors like a downward expander, which I wish the Rodecaster Pro 2 had, and which it doesn't, and a maximizer that puts your mix to the optimal loudness level. Really neatly solved, and it also has two headphone outputs, but sadly only a single mix minus function for a remote guest over USB which makes it only B-tier, and since this is the second interface that barely made it under the sub-300 line, the other one being the Vocaster 2, I can only put it to the last place of the B-tier. Again, if you're a musician, this picture would look different. But for podcasting, it is what it is. Which leaves us with the often overlooked Zoom Potrack P4 on the top of the S-tier, and let me actually explain how it is possible that a two-and-a-half-year-old little device is my top choice in this rapidly expanding market, especially against the Focusrite Vocaster 2. For this, I'll compare the top three, the Focusrite Vocaster 1 and 2 with the Zoom Portrack P4, along some of the important aspects I have considered when making a decision. Price, of course, let's get it out of the way. The Vocaster 1 retails for $199, the Vocaster 2 sets you back with $299, while the Portrack P4 only costs $179, so it is the cheapest of the bunch. All of them have switchable 48 volts phantom power for each mic channel separately, and all of them can do multi-track recording, however, the Zoom Portrack P4 is the only device below 300 that can record internally to an SD card in multi-track, without the need of an extra computer and an extra software. When it comes to mic inputs, the Vocaster 1 has 1, the 2 has 2, shocking, and the P4 has 4. <laughs> Clever naming there. And they all have the same number of headphone ports as mic inputs, even though for the Vocaster 1, it only means that it has a headphone port in the first place. All of them has built-in USB mix minus, so you can have one remote guest over the USB connected device. And they all have built-in phone mix minus over a TRRS port. But there, the Vocaster 2 adds an extra Bluetooth input for a third remote guest, so the maximum number of remote guests you can have on them is two for the P4, and the Vocaster 1, but 3 on the Vocaster 2. The total number of persons that can be recorded with them is consequently 3 for the Vocaster 1, 5 for the Vocaster 2, but only 4 for the Potrack P4, as every time you switch on a remote guest, you lose one of the mic inputs. In exchange, the Zoom Potrack P4 also has sound pads, which is again only seen in devices 2 or 3 times its price. The picture really speaks for itself, even though the Vocasters do have additional extras, the Potrack P4 does too, only different ones, like it has a screen, but they also have their compromises, and so does the Potrack P4, but overall, it is still the best podcast recorder on the market two and a half years after its release, counting in everything under 300 euros or dollars. Moreover, it is actually below 200. So here's the tier list again for your reference. I hope you liked it, but make sure to let me know in the comments if you didn't, or disagree with me, or agree with me. And also don't forget to give me a like and consider subscribing for more of such kind of content. And have a look at my other podcasting gear videos and tutorials. But before you do that, take this final advice. All in all, I suggest that if you don't want to rely on a computer 
and want a standalone podcast interface that does not need to be connected to your laptop or tablet for recording, just get the Zoom Portrait P4. It is the only one that offers it below 300. If you want, however, to record up to three remote guests, your only option in this price class is the Vocaster 2 from Focusrite. It needs a computer to work, though. With that, thanks for watching, and bye for now.